there's a lot of ways you can be generous. And being successful in business is one of them. Love, when you give it away, you don't have less of it. It actually grows. You might have great ideas, but you never act on them. That is being selfish. You're retraining yourself to say, I am going to be generous by opening myself and being the receiver in this particular instance so that that person can be blessed. Just say thank you. It's like an electric current. It needs to be going both ways. Go deeper. Find your center. Live life to the fullest. This is the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator. Welcome to the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator, sponsored by Connections University, where you'll find the Experience Excellence audio program, a resource for encouragement, inspiration, and mastery of life's everyday challenges. Visit deeperconnectionspodcast.com and download Experience Excellence today. I thought today we would take a look at generosity. We all know that generosity is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. But when we talk about generosity, a lot of times we make the assumption that there's some sort of a conflict between generosity and self-interest. And, you know, we see self-interest as doing things for ourselves and generosity as doing things for others. And we think, well, you know, there's no way that those can both exist at the same time. But but I think that's a false uh, distinction, mm-hmm. that self-interest and generosity don't have to oppose each other. And in fact, they really depend on each other, because in order to be generous, you have to have something to give. And so you have to take care of yourself in order for you to be of any value to anyone for, you know, for what you do to be of any value to anybody. And by the same token, you can't really fulfill your own self-interest without that generosity, because that's a very important part of life. And there's a very well-known Bible verse in the book of Acts, where Jesus is quoted as saying that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And probably everybody, you know, whether they read the Bible or not, knows Mm -hmm knows that sentiment. It's, I mean, it's so well known that it's become a sort of a cliche. Mm -hmm. But I, I was thinking about that verse recently, and something about it really interested me. Something about the way that it's worded. Because it says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the fact is that he's not appealing to morality. He's not saying, oh, it's better in God's eyes for you to give than to receive. He's not appealing to really to any kind of social pressure. You know, it's better for the, the world for, for you to give than receive. He's saying it's more blessed to give than to receive. He is appealing to self-interest. Mm. So in that very statement that is the basis for what a lot of people believe and know to be true, that generosity is a very important thing, that statement doesn't even make sense unless you accept the fact that self-interest is also very important. 
Mm. Have you ever thought about it that way? You know, Ralph, that is just such a fantastic insight. I just found myself really sinking into a place of peace and really kind of a meditative state as I was listening to you talk about that, because I think you're completely right about that. And I think that it's really interesting how a lot of times the idea of scarcity gets coupled with the idea of generosity, as in, if I'm too generous there, like you're saying, I won't have enough for myself. And it's kind of like saying, if other people breathe too much air, then I won't have enough air. And there's always enough. And sometimes that can sound a little new agey to say there's always more than enough because then someone will say, well, what about, you know, the very, very poor? And there's always these arguments that you can bring into it. But at a very deep level, though, which is where you are going with that, you're exactly right that you are blessed when you give. And there are so many ways to give. This is not just monetary. There are so many ways to give. And we'll kind of cover uh, some of the different ways that you can be generous, maybe some ways that you haven't ever even thought about before that you are being generous or ways that you could be more generous, and that it doesn't take anything away from you, but that it actually grows your investment in yourself and in your loved ones. Yeah, that's a great point, because we do tend to think of generosity as kind of Mm one-dimensional. We think of it as charity, right? Right. As writing a check to the United Way or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that is a generous thing to do sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes it's done done with other motives. Mm -hmm. But I think when we expand it out and look at the overall concept of generosity— It can be Mm all-encompassing. It can be an entire way of living. And it's really more of an attitude and a spiritual or an alignment of your spirit. Absolutely. A a perspective, a way that you look at the world. And yes, as you said, there are many, many ways to be generous. So what would you say, how would you define generosity? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. I really think it spins off of what you just said, because before we entered into this conversation, I was thinking about generosity in terms of being generous in spirit, because everything else Mm -hmm. flows from that. So if you are opening yourself up to recognizing the needs of others, and being there for them, just in your thoughts, and then in your prayers, and in your meditation, and ultimately, in your desire to see them lifted up. In your desire, you find that you want your brother, you want your fellow man to be lifted up and to be the best that they can be the best version of themselves. Because guess what? Not that you're thinking of this on the face of it, but that benefits you too. When your brother is lifted up and they are acting in their best, highest, most excellent self, you're going to receive the benefit of that. We all are. So just the idea of being generous in your spirit, opening up your heart, opening up your life to let others in, that's when you find some real 
gold in there. You never know what's going to flow back to you when you really open yourself up. And I think that's what it really boils down to is that generosity of spirit and opening yourself. To continue a little further along those lines, generosity is expanding your own experience of life, really, to encompass all the other people in the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's thinking, like you said, thinking not only of yourself, but wanting to see benefits come to other people, Mm -hmm. to your fellow human beings. Mm Mm-hmm. And not only humans, but other animals as well. Absolutely. I yes, yes. Because we're receiving from all over the place in so many different ways. And it's funny, this is a great example of how generosity spreads. And you were actually a part of this, Ralph. My father was a youth group leader and a Sunday school teacher for more years than I've been around. And some guys came to him, I think it was two high school students came to him and said, Hey, Dean, we'd really like to come over if we could to your house, because we've got some things we want to discuss, like things that they felt like they couldn't discuss with their parents or their teachers, maybe. And he said, Yeah, sure, that'd be fine. He discussed it with my mom. She said, Yeah, tell him to come on over. He said, Well, I looked outside when it was time for them to to come and there was a line of cars pulling up and that too <laughs> was really about 10 or 12. <laughs> he said, "Oh my gosh, you know what have I gotten myself into?" And so these, you know, all these guys come into the house and they had such a great time and they asked my dad for his advice on various things and they just hung out really and they said, "You know, we've enjoyed this so much. We'd really like to come and do this again." And my parents discussed it and they said, yeah, sure, we'll allow that. And so the next thing you know, there were 20 more and maybe 20 more. And then that translated into seven years of every single Monday night, this Thing that was this rap session at our home had so many kids that came through this place to the point that we heard things over the years. I've heard things uh, since my dad's passing. People will say, your dad saved my life or your dad yeah. saved my son's life. And the thing is, if you don't think I have reaped the benefits. I feel the emotion of this. You can probably hear it in my voice. Mm-hmm. The generosity of my parents and the way that they extended their love and their home to hundreds of kids mm-hmm. over this time period, it has brought me so much richness in my life. In fact, this podcast is a direct result of that. Right. You're right. Yep. <laughs> Well, they were very generous people. And yes, it it made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives and continues to this day to do so, I think. Right. And it's interesting, though, to hear that story from your perspective, because, (laughs) you know, it could have gone another way. Right. And what that reminds me of is when you are being generous, there is the possibility that your generosity can be taken advantage of. Oh, yes. And so I think we have to kind of walk a a fine line there Mm -hmm. because you're not doing anybody any favor to let them take advantage of you. And it's, in fact, sometimes the most generous thing to do 
is not to be generous. To say no. <laughs> right. Like a, a 35-year-old child who's still living at home <laughs> off of his parents' generosity. Mm-hmm. That's not in his best interest at all. That's not, not all. in their best interest either. And I guess what we're talking about is tough love. Yeah. Is, is a way to be generous. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm thinking, well, gee... They were expecting a few people over to the house, and then it was, you know, a dozen people, and then it continued every week for years and years. (laughs) (laughs) And they could have easily said, well, this is just too much. This Mm -hmm. isn't what we were expecting, and you're taking this way beyond what we we thought it should be. Yeah, it could have gone that way. And of course, since you know my dad, you know that he wasn't the kind of guy who would let it go that way, but... (laughs) (laughs) Right. But a lot of people would not know exactly what you're saying. They wouldn't know what to do. And so people can kind of run over you. So you're right. There's a fine line. An important part of generosity that that kind of gets overlooked is the reciprocity of it, Mm -hmm. is um, that part of getting something in return or looking for something in return. And I'm thinking specifically about uh, the guy that started Apple Computers, uh, Steve Jobs, or one of the Mm co-founders. Steve Jobs was criticized for not being generous, for not setting up a lot of philanthropies and giving a lot of money to charity. But I believe that he was a very generous person, and his generosity consisted of creating value. Mm -hmm. And he was adamant about creating value, creating unique value. He did what he did. Of course, he made a lot of money at it, but he did what he did because he was interested in creating amazing products. Mm -hmm. And the products he created, even though he didn't give any money to charity, they have benefited the lives of millions and millions and continue to this day to benefit the lives of millions of people all around the world every day. Mm Mm-hmm have added immeasurable value, have been the launch pad for countless businesses, have enabled people to connect with their family members over long distances by video and and to send pictures and uh, songs to each other and, and do all sorts of wonderful things. So that is a form of generosity. And that generosity was made possible by profit. Right. And profit is sometimes thought of as a dirty word, Mm -hmm. as something that's evil and abusive. But really what profit is, is value added. Yeah. You know, you take one thing, you take another thing, you combine them together, create a little more value. And all of a sudden, you have something that's worth more than the sum of its parts. Yes. And you've made a profit. You know, you can sell it. Somebody will be happy to pay you for it. Right. So if you take a bunch of lumber and a bunch of concrete and nails and wood and and wiring and pipes, and you take a piece of land, and let's say all that cost you $200,000, and you assemble that all together into a beautiful home, and that home, you can sell it to somebody for half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well... Who did you take advantage of? Right. Nobody. You know, you made $300,000 profit, but nobody lost anything. Mm -hmm. Somebody's happy to pay you for that house. 
And the people that sold you the land and the materials, they were happy to give that to you or to sell that to you. There's a lot of ways you can be generous. And being successful in business is one of them. It really is. I mean, you were talking about the generosity of Steve Jobs. And I was just thinking about the generosity of his mind, the tool of his mind that there are plenty of people who I won't say that, you know, the world is run over with genius minds. But what I will say is that there are others that are being wasted away, that are not being used in a way that benefits themselves or benefits anyone else. And so when you talked about that reciprocity, and how Steve Jobs creations. So yes, he was known for being a little bit difficult to get along with. But the thing is, if a person is dedicated to what he's doing, if a person is on purpose and on task, it means that they're going to have to say no to a lot of other things. And he was great at not worrying about those appearances, not worrying about what other people were saying about him because he had a mission and a purpose and he was about that. And then all of us, all of us are richer for it. And that reciprocity, like you were talking about, is just going to keep on growing. So love can be looked at in a lot of different ways. You know, I look at that as an act of love, this person using his mind to the great benefit of himself, his loved ones, and then exponentially to everyone around the world. And so like the use of the mind in that genius way, love, when you give it away, you don't have less of it. It actually grows as you give it away. Well, I think it's interesting what you were saying about the genius mind and how so many people who are so capable and skilled and smart are not making full use of their capabilities. Mm -hmm. That is another form of generosity is to do what you're good at, to share the things that you love and to the extent that you hide it away and you might have great ideas, but you never act on them. Well, that is being, frankly, selfish. It really right? is. That's kind of the opposite of generosity. And I've always felt that we owe it to life to live out those things that we care about yeah. and love and those things that we can do well and the things that, that interest us and fascinate us that that is, uh, that is a very high form of generosity. It is. I mean, I, I love what you're saying there, that it, it actually is selfish to withhold that. And so much of what we're talking about here can sound opposite from what people often think. So for instance, the idea that I hear you know people they want to be humble and they don't want to show off, right? So there's there's that and humility is a very beautiful attribute. However, absolutely. The other part of that is exactly as you're saying, we are imbued with certain spiritual gifts or things that are innately just our thing, the thing that we shine at, the thing that we're so good at that we don't even have to think about. We're given that. That's an investment, if you will, that 
was put into us at birth. And so then it's our task to grow that investment and to make it exponentially valuable and then to share it. And it is not a way of showing off. There's a way that you can do that, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about no. using that gift. We're talking about investing so that you can become even more wealthy. And I use the term wealthy as opposed to being rich and, and they're similar, but wealth can come in so many different forms. And you're a wealthy person when, like you said, when you're giving and being a part of life. And, you know, there's a lot of people that characterize, especially very successful people who've made a lot of money or earned a lot of fame, they characterize charitable acts and generous acts as giving back, mm-hmm. as if there's some fortune that's been bestowed on them and they're obligated to give it back. In many ways, that is an admirable impulse to do that. But I've always had a problem with that term giving back Mm -hmm. because it excludes a lot of people. It makes people think, well, I've got to go out and become a superstar before I can ever help anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case at all. Yes, you do have to take care of yourself and be responsible for yourself. And that's what we're talking about with with self-interest is taking good care of yourself so that you're in a position to be able to give to others. But you don't have to have some magnificent windfall before you can have access to generosity. And generosity is something that can benefit both sides of the transaction. You know, it can benefit Mm -hmm. you, it can benefit others. And everybody has immediate access to it because like you said, there's many ways to be generous. And one of those is to be respectful mm-hmm. and to be kind. You know, there, there's just so many ways. It's like you said, it is an alignment of your priorities, I suppose, mm-hmm. outward toward other people. Now, I just thought of something kind of funny. <laughs> I have to share this. You'll like this. I was just thinking about, so thinking about the other ways to be generous. And this is just a natural thing with me. And this was natural with my dad as well. And so we were eating buddies, foodies, you know, we loved going and trying all kinds of different restaurants. We liked making all kinds of different things. And so it was really hilarious one day when we had gone somewhere and the manager at this restaurant, he said, this is on me. He bought the meal for my dad and me both. Well, let me just tell you, that was a regular occurrence. And daddy, that day he laughed and he said, my gosh, Kim, he goes, we get more free food than anybody I've ever seen. He goes, and we were laughing about it. And we had to say, why do you think that is? And, And we know the reason. The reason is that we take the time to be interested in other people, to really care about them. We really care what this other person is doing, what their interests are. And maybe they're the manager at the local cafe, but there's so much more than that. And so as you get to know a person, and even if you don't know them, even if it's a one-time transaction, like I said, it happens to me all the time. (laughs) I be (laughs) getting something and you just take the time to smile at someone and say something nice to them, ask them how they're doing. And the next thing you know, they say, hey, this is on me. (laughs) 
And I just, I laugh at that so often and I just marvel at it. And you know, the only thing that I'm doing, the only thing that my dad was doing is giving the gift of time and really giving the gift of caring, genuinely caring about this other person and with no expectation there at all. But it comes back in bucket loads. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because... That is such an important aspect of generosity is, well, one thing, allowing yourself to be the beneficiary of generosity. Mm -hmm. You know, it is truly more blessed to give than to receive. So in order for people to be able to give, there need to be people who are willing to receive and to appreciate that. Yes. And also, yes, the ability to pay attention to somebody to listen. We were talking last episode about listening, and that is a very generous thing to do, to mm-hmm. listen to, to people. You know, a lot of times, especially when people are going through grieving, they just need somebody to listen to them. Right. And you don't even have to say anything. You just have to be there. Just be there. And listen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't know what to say. And that's the thing to say is you say, Well, I don't know what to say to that, but I'm here to listen. Exactly. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of generosity is just being there for people. And you know, when you're talking about that, um, that receiving end, everything that comes together has got to have, it's got to have the giving end and the receiving end, or like our audio equipment, when you're coupling your connections, you've got a male and female end for that to hook up, you've got to have that ability for one side to bring something forth and the other side to receive it. I mean, that that goes deep into none of us would be here without that we have to have that energy that puts forth and and then the energy that receives in order for any new thing to be born. And what I hear too often is the statement, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take that. That's too much. Mm-hmm. And when someone does that, I think that that is something that's been trained into us in our culture that, that, that you're, again, going back to you're being humble. But the fact yes. is you're robbing someone of their ability to give. Sometimes it's hard for people to retrain yourself to say, oh, I deserve that. That's not what we're talking about. You're retraining no. yourself to say, I am going to be generous by opening myself and being the receiver in this particular instance so that yeah. that person can be blessed. Yeah, you know what the thing to do is? Just say thank you. Exactly. That is almost always the best thing to do. It really is. Thank you. And you know, that's funny when you say that too. That is the way that I start and close every single day is in prayer, thanking God for all that I've been given. And this is even in the midst of of some really, really difficult circumstances. There is still so much that I've been given. There's still so much yet to receive. And even to the point of thanking God for what I have yet to receive, an act of faith, knowing that I will continue to receive and that life will continue to be good to me. And 
that act of thankfulness lifts me out of any kind of feelings of lack or any kind of feelings that things might not be going my way once I start to be thankful. And we talked about this in another episode that it has the quality of lifting you to another another place. Well, and I think acts of generosity do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's a flow. It's like an electric current. It needs to be going both ways. Right. And it can't go in without going out and it can't go out without going in. Mm -hmm. And so being thankful is very closely related to generosity and vice versa. It's all a very beneficial flow. Yeah. So I think it's something to be aware of. I think we can look for opportunities everywhere, whatever we're doing, opportunities to be generous with our spirit, with our attention, with our skills, with our resources. There's all sorts of ways to practice generosity. Mm -hmm. And it lifts everybody who's concerned. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're feeling particularly generous, maybe you could go on uh, iTunes and leave us a very positive review so a whole lot of other people can find this podcast. That sounds like an excellent way to share that. (laughs) (laughs) And we certainly appreciate your recommendation. Thank you. When you need a break, a word of encouragement, a spark of creative juice and inspiration for mastering the challenges of life work, and relationships. You'll find it in the Experience Excellence audio series from Connections University. You can download it right now through the link at deeperconnectionspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the show at deeperconnectionspodcast.com so you'll automatically get the latest episode as soon as it's available. You'll find options for iTunes and other platforms. You'll also find links to the music in this podcast, written and performed by Local Honey. I'm Ralph Marston. And I'm Kimberly Kane. Thanks for taking the journey with us. Be courageous in all of your connections. Go deeper. Your life will be richer for it. This is Deeper Connections. Learn more. Be more at deeperconnectionspodcast.com.